1: Well, hello, I'm Eric Estep. And I'm Scott Reevley, And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. How are you? Well,
0: I'm good. I am really thankful that you're here, Eric. <laughs> he, he why see, Listen that? to him why laugh. Listen to him. I say, I'm thankful you're here. And he just laughs. Well, I'll tell you why. Because um, you expressed a little concern about a can of soda you found in your office. And you, <laughs> one that seems like it was in only half full even though it had never been opened and so you grabbed a different one and you started drinking it and you know out of concern for you of course i tipped the can up and saw that it expired in <laughs> 2019 <laughs> and so uh if i have to end this show i may not make solo, it through the episode if this is a solo episode by the end you'll know why because exactly. uh, Eric is uh, in the throes of uh, uh, suffering under this <laughs> expired I feel fine right soda. now.
1: I feel fine.
0: It's, it's that twitch that people, <laughs> listeners can't hear. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't make any noise. That's the sign you're a young man when your twitches don't make noise. See, if I twitched, it'd go click, 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 yeah. click, and everyone would know. But anyway. Well, hopefully I'm okay from the soda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's really, that was just extra. That's right. not really what we're talking about today.
1: Right. Well, I don't have any ailments from the soda, but there's, we all potentially have ailments from being in an election season. Oh, boom. What a transition. <laughs> <laughs> and my hope today is to talk about a prescription we can all take, um, and remind ourselves. And I, I was even thinking about this as give yourself a daily dose of this until November or until December when the election's over. And maybe, maybe we'll be okay. Um, but I actually heard a sermon on Sunday, and I thought it was really helpful. And I happened to have the the preacher of that sermon uh, in the studio today with us, which is great. And I thought we could talk through uh, that passage, which was Matthew twenty two, uh, and then some of the metaphors that I think came out of it that re- are really helping me think about okay, what what question do I need to keep asking myself in the midst of the temperature rising, in the midst of everything being difficult or frustrating or uncertain. Um, what should I be thinking about? And I think Jesus gives us some good answers. And the way you described them on Sunday, Scott, I think were really helpful.
0: Okay. Can I just say that already uh, I, I want to highlight something you said that I hope people didn't miss? Mm. You said something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you That's said. That's the soda talking. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. And then, no, I didn't have any soda. Anyway. <laughs> and then you said, uh, it just made me think of the questions I asked myself. And I thought, there you go. That's like 90% of it right there. Mm-hmm. If you would just be, just ask yourself better questions, you're gonna have better answers. You ask other people better questions there, you, you know, you're gonna help them have better answers. And I just wanted to say that don't just blow by something mm. like that because you. I think you sort of, you know, were, we're meaning it to get onto something else, but that's really a significant thing to ask better questions. So mm. if it helps you do that, then I'm really thankful. And I hope that maybe this podcast will help uh, other people ask better questions too. That'd be great. That would be good. I'd be happy to read the scripture. Yeah. And go then ahead. You, you can comment on all the, how's that?
1: Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. All right.
0: It's from Matthew chapter 22 and it, you'll recognize it. It's really one of the, uh, one of the ones that is most easily rememberable because it's just so. It's it's really takes a humorous turn, I think. I mean I just enjoy thinking about this one and I always have from the very first day I ever read it. But anyway, it's Matthew twenty two, fifteen and it says, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words. And he sent they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true, and teach the way of God truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why do you put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And he brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. He said to them then render to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's and when they heard it they marveled and left him and went away it really is a great little story that's well, just you can hardly forget it really <laughs> bring me a coin
1: whose pictures on it i mean it really right. is masterful a- after the why why put me to the test you hypocrites someone give me a coin <laughs> it's just it the the way jesus responds really is surprising and and what you laid out on Sunday was, they're setting a trap for him. And if, if you were to read back in Matthew 22, twenty and twenty one, they've been he, he's been going after them about authority for a while, and they're getting really frustrated with him. And this is a trap they're setting when they and you can see that because the Pharisees and the Herodians are hanging out. That's not a normal thing. Um, they're and on, they say they sought to entangle him in his
0: words. That's the right. sure sign that they're trying to entangle him in his words. There,
1: <laughs> perfect. Um, so this is a trap, and it's a specifically a political trap. Uh, basically, hey, answer this question, and if you answer it one way, you're going to make a certain group of people angry, and if you answer it another way, you're going to make a different group of people angry. And Jesus is just masterful in the way he responds. And what I think is interesting and what you alluded to in the sermon is that um, his answer— Shows that two different games are being played. There's this smaller game, uh, you said, checkers game, that is being played um, when they're talking about, okay, we got this this tax thing. Should we pay taxes? Shouldn't we pay taxes? Who's right? Who's wrong? Um, people are frustrated about taxes, of course, and th- they're on this checkers level. And in the way he responds to the question, he elevates and basically says, "I got another game I'm playing." And you, you use the term uh, chess to say he's ba- basically he. You said he's playing chess on their checkerboard.
0: He plays chess while everyone else plays checkers.
1: Right. And
0: the the interesting thing is the the reason that I, you know, use that as an illustration is the checker game had no good moves for him. Mm. There were no good moves that he could make. He makes one move, he's dead, makes the other move, he's dead, Mm -hmm. either way. And so he's, uh, checkers is the wrong game. And it made me realize that, when we're faced with those same kinds of things, whether someone's setting a trap for us or not, doesn't matter mm-hmm. because, uh, I don't know, depending on how you spend it, I suppose the devil's setting a trap for us, but nonetheless, we can fall into, we can make all kinds of mistakes. If we only see the moves that are available to us mm-hmm. that everybody else makes and we play right. the same game as everybody else, we're going to end up with trouble.
1: Well, in checkers it's fairly a fair it can be a fun game but it's a fairly simple game and i remember actually playing checkers with my grandpa when i was younger and he, he taught me how to play checkers and we would play and eventually we were trying to i don't want him to take my checker and he didn't want me to take his checker and blah 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 and at one point we got to a game where it was a complete stalemate and you didn't like, play you had to jump there was nothing we had backed it all up there was nowhere to go and we just kind of looked at each other like i I guess we like beat the game. I don't, I don't know. Like, (laughs) cause it was too, it's too simple of a game. It was, we, we, (laughs) we took it as far as it could go and it had limitations. And, um, that's seems to be what's going on here. Like there's a small thing. And if we sit here, we're, 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 we can get stuck. You go here, you're gonna die. You go there. You're gonna die. The, the options are limited. Um, there's a really a binary choice going on and, the astounding thing is that Jesus goes, actually, I have a move you hadn't even thought of because there's a completely different game. That's exactly what it is. I mean, he makes another move. And,
0: and you know, the the thing about the the checkerboard is it's not, um, there's nothing wrong with it and it's not evil and it's a game that does need, you know, it, it, to take it out of the metaphor, it needs to be played, but not by Christians in the way that everybody else plays it. Mm. And I think that's, That was what I hope people will get out of it is that you don't need to, um, only do what everybody else around you does, right? If, um, your favorite news channel tells you that this is happening and that this is the way you must do it, or the fundraisers say, this is the way you must vote or way you must send us money. It's just. You've got other moves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that this shows me is that Jesus escaped uh, the their trap. Gr- granted, they crucified him later and accused him of falling into the trap, even though he said just the opposite of where they accused him from. That was real interesting to me. It didn't matter that he masterfully handled this. They still accused him of whatever they wanted to accuse him of and crucified him because of it. So uh, anyway, I just want to help people realize you've got other options besides to do what everybody else has
1: done. Right. And, and my hope for bringing it up today is that, one, we're, we're sitting in, whether they're purposeful traps for individuals, uh, li- like you individual listeners, if someone's setting a political trap for you or not, I think the choice to make a checkers move is going to be presented to you throughout the rest of this year. If, it, if it's not already happened, you're going to be in a number of situations where you're you're forced to go okay do you take this checkers move or this checkers move and if you're only listening to checkers players it's going to be your the only options you're going to have are going to be checkers moves and that could be something along the lines of hey you need to ignore these type of policies or ignore the character of this political political candidate and you need to vote for one of them because it's of dire importance that we win this game and by game we mean election, or by game we mean checkers. election cycle, or checkers, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, that trap, that choice, that binary option, is coming. It's here. It's uh, we're we're as far as uh, primary states. We're late in the game, so we're not having to deal with it as much as say um, Nevada, Nevada, or New Hampshire's already dealt with this, or um, Iowa those type of things, but it's going to keep going. It's going to get louder and louder. And I want us to be able to go, okay, wait, what, what game is this? And the players encouraging me or in t- and incentivizing me to think a particular way, what game are they playing?
0: Well, and see the, when, when I use the term or you mentioned it earlier is you pull up and look at the board in a different way with different moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that that's what the kingdom of heaven is about, Mm. that that Christians are about the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of men. And uh, while we don't do harm and we want to contribute and we can even do the same things as far as voting or um, giving money to a candidate, you can do all the same things, Mm -hmm. but ultimately recognizing what a win looks like Mm -hmm. is different. And I, I want to say it that way because I think that most of us think if you win the checker game, you, that's the win. And the win really is if you can play the higher game and do it in such a way that the reputation of Jesus is enhanced and people recognize that there is more to life because Jesus offers them more to life and there's a better way of being human mm-hmm. because life in the kingdom of heaven is better than life in the checkerboard. I think that's the kind of game that, as I read, especially like the Sermon on the Mount, that seems to be it's describing a different way of being, mm-hmm. a different way of being human, which is, frankly, just different than, the, uh, than what I am invited to do um, in the political arena. Right.
1: And in, in Jesus' response, and, and we sh- should probably flesh out the chess game a little bit more as well, but in Jesus' response, he creates a bunch of distance there's they're they're asking a particular question, hey, th- is this tax reasonable to give or not? lawful to give or not? And then he creates a bunch of distance by first saying, okay, who's on the tax? Who's on the coin? Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And this in this in this game you're asking me, give to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar. And then he ramps it up by saying, and everything that belongs to God, give to God. So, you can see the distance there. We have we have change that is being exchanged back and forth and then Everything else, including humans, like image bearers especially of God, especially humans. humans. That,
0: I think that was his point, right? Especially uh, men and women made in the image of God.
1: Mm-hmm. So the distance there, and often we're, especially if we watch the news or stay engaged in things, all of our view is so often on that smaller realm, that smaller game, that to pull up and create that much distance, like yeah, the the tax goes that direction but every human being belongs to God like oh okay we're not even the, there's like universes in between those well, two things
0: yeah and uh, the the thing about it is that he puts in perspective by doing that he puts into perspective the checker game mm-hmm. in other words he says that what you render to Caesar uh, yeah give him give him back his coin mm-hmm. but the reality is whatever Caesar has it's because... Uh, he is dependent upon God because God is the one who um, essentially delegated authority to Caesar. Right. So in other words, Caesar is completely contingent in this scenario and all he gets is a coin. Right. And I just think that's just so funny because God, on the other hand, uh, doesn't need the coin, mm-hmm. which I think is important to say, and God then responds with... Um, asking for all of you all mm-hmm. of uh, each person's because we're made in his image and so the demand is much higher and it's much higher than caesar's demand and they're all fussing about caesar's demand right. see again it's a if you talk about elevation or get off the checkerboard and and look down at the checkerboard you look down because god's demand is higher his authority is higher all of that and uh, yeah it is a really masterful how jesus does it you're right
1: well, and even as you were talking, I it made me think of another piece of that. Jesus's second answer, "Give to God the things that are God," swallows up even Caesar, right? Because Caesar man. Caesar is an image bearer. So yeah, give the coin to Caesar because it's Caesar's coin. Right. Whatever is his figures on there, uh, but also Caesar belongs to God. So it just mm-hmm. it just encompasses everything, and it's just so much bigger. Um, and it's hard to create. I, I was trying to ponder ways of. Um, other metaphors you use. You use checkers and chess, and I was discussing the sermon with our life group uh, and trying to come up with some other ways to to create that distance. And one of the things I thought of was when my kids play with play money, and they're maybe at the, they're at the fake store, right? And the one has the fake banana and gives them the uh, it gets the fake money and they exchange because they're playing store together. And I can almost picture one of my kids coming up and saying he didn't give me the dollar. Like, should he give me the dollar? Like, well, yeah, sh- sure. Whatever. It just a small, uh, compared to me actually trying to go make real money so that I can provide for my family, give them the real bananas and real apples, whatever. The distance there is similar. Like, yeah, what it, does he, does the dollar belong to him? Sure. It's not even a real dollar. Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we talking about? So, and it's hard to come up with ways to mentally think about what is the distance
0: well it's perspective i mean it's it's not so much distance as in get a far away as far away as you can Mm -hmm. it's really uh see it for what it is Mm -hmm. and get perspective on it right and that's kind of what your even your your story about your kids gives us yeah there we have a different perspective right and that's what jesus is inviting us to do i think with this um encounter is get some perspective on this it's just a coin Give mm-hmm. it to Caesar mm-hmm. and uh, give him what is a uh, gift to God, what is on his image, but right.
1: or bears his, his image. So you quoted uh, a passage from Patrick's book, Patrick Schreiner, who wrote... A former guest. Former That's- guest on the City on a Hill podcast. And uh, what was it? Is that Political Gospel? Is that mm-hmm. the name, name of the book? Um, and I thought that was... Another way of describing that I think is helpful, and I can read, that's from, there we go. Um, Patrick said in his book, in the shadow of Rome, their, their most subversive act was not to oppose Rome, but to deny its principal significance. And even that little piece is helpful. Jesus didn't seek to unseat Caesar. He willingly went to a Roman cross. Jesus was asked the most politically charged question of the day, whether Jews should be complicit to Rome by paying taxes to Caesar. He didn't respond by flying off the rail at their abuse of power. He also didn't speak in a soft and hushed voice, fearing their authority. Instead, he subverted their power, not by calling for a boycott, but by shrugging. Give to Caesar what is Caesar and to God's what is God's. And I think that, that posture is a helpful one. And I'm not sure how you would describe shrugging, but I don't think it's, um, it's not necessarily dismissive, but it's, it's sits with the right perspective in a the the amount of significance brought to you about some particular um, controversy, you're going no, it's not it's not as big as you're making it out. And I can kind of shrug and en- engage this in a way that is most helpful, but also doesn't give my whole intensity um, to the situation.
0: Well, you you stopped actually when you're reading and talked about their most subversive act was not to oppose Rome, but to deny its principal significance. And I think that's really what's at stake when we talk about this is that uh, if, if I had a fear as a pastor about what twenty twenty four is going to bring, it's going to mm-hmm. bring uh, to people in the church uh, the belief that the most significant thing they can do mm. is somehow vote in a political election. Mm-hmm. In other words, it'll have principal significance and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, tells me in no uncertain terms that uh, politics of America, Oregon, wherever, uh, is at best of secondary significance because the kingdom of heaven is of principal significance. And so uh, because that's what the gospel says. The gospel is about Jesus. And so everything else is secondary. And when that happens, he, you know, the word that he uses, and I just, I love his book, and I've assigned his book to people, actually, because um, we think that to be subversive is to have a protest, or to have a march, mm. or to have some kind of thing. To be subversive, in I think, in a Christian way, is to say, this, this is just not that important. right? And and the message subverts, not the so much the actions. That's what I really loved about uh, Patrick's book was it's the, how it highlighted that it's the message of Christianity that subverts political importance, not the actions of Christians who protest and don't mm. like things. And so, it, one of the you know you didn't actually read the last little bit of his, um, probably because my punctuation was bad in my. Thing I said, but he just said, we need to learn from this tactic, uh, the tactic of shrugging. He said, Mm -hmm. we're partially complicit in granting too much power to the current governmental systems by our feverish responses by manically and incessantly speaking of them, we hand them the scepter. Mm. And it's, I I really think that there's a lot to that, that that we get so worked up about it that we make it more important than it really is. Right. And if we, if by believing the gospel of Jesus Christ can say it's not that important and rest in the fact that it's not that important and mm-hmm. rest in the fact that um, God is a king above all kings and that it's going to be fine because we serve a different king, then we're not going to hand them the scepter. We're not going to make them the most important thing. And that alone will change the way we engage 2024's mm-hmm. election season.
1: Well, what I think is helpful in addition to that is, is, it allows you to engage these things at the right level, at the right level of intensity. Uh, it's not that these things don't matter. They just don't matter at the level at which we're asked to, to care about them. It's, some, mm-hmm. it's something smaller. And even sub- subversion is to it's to undermine at some level mm-hmm. but it's also like it's to put it down. Yeah. And Jesus is subverting by going, actually we're gonna push this thing down to an appropriate level. Um and we're we're always have it ramped up. And it's
0: Well, I mean you can take politics. I mean we're looking forward here soon and hopefully this will be timeless even if I make a Super Bowl reference. But we're the Super Bowl's coming this weekend and this morning I'm getting ready for work. I think it was this morning, maybe it was last night. Uh, my wife says, "Well, who are you for?" And see, and this is this is the shrugging we're talking about. I mean, I really don't care, mm. and my life really isn't going to change, and I'm not worried one way or the other. I said, basically, I'm for Taylor Swift.
2: <laughs> for Taylor Swift, because
0: <laughs> I think that I oh, think man. that's going to be the most interesting thing about the game. I mean, there might be some other interesting things, but um, anyway that's what shrugging is. It's just saying, mm-hmm. you know what? It, it's, it is what it is. It's a small
1: thing in my life. When well, you can watch the game, you can enjoy the game. You right. can appreciate the, the plays and how someone won or how someone, a team lost mm-hmm. without going, if it my really, team really does matters. When yeah. my Monday is going to be horrible.
0: And that's different. You know, I mean, some of that now I'll say I'm an adult and I can shrug at the Super Bowl. When I was a kid, I did not shrug at the Super Bowl. Mm. I grew up, I was born in Texas the same year as the Dallas Cowboys, and when I was a kid, they were playing the Super Bowl. And that was a big deal to me. I did not shrug. But I think that's, again, I say it that way because I hope that that's um, something that Christians can recognize, that they can grow up out of childhood where it really, really matters Mm who wins the super bowl or who wins the election mm-hmm. and you know grow into an adult who can shrug and say yeah um it maybe wasn't as interesting i hope or it wasn't the game i hoped didn't turn out like i hope but shrug mm-hmm. you know that's that's really and and for me it is a little bit different for i mean partly because of the super bowl it the, it's it's the difference between being a uh, a child and an adult mm. and i'm hoping that Even one of the reasons we started Sit in Hill podcast was we're hoping to help Christians mature in their view of politics, which means being an adult and not Mm. not letting it rule your life. Right. So anyway, that's.
1: Well, I think it's it's worth noting in this this election year, there are votes you could take. Um, There, there are probably ways to vote. Uh, in a way that is playing the checker game and, and being existential about the checker game. And then other ways that is more shrugging, like, yeah, I'm going to do the best I can do. And here we go. I'll just vote this way, whatever. Uh, and less of a this is existential. If we don't do this thing the right way, everything's going to fall apart and um, succumb to fear mm-hmm. as we are often told to. So uh, that's worth noting, I think, rather than the only option is to figure out what's the, what's the judo move that always has you elevated. And you you could, you can do some of the checker stuff without emphasizing it the way people want you to emphasize it.
0: Well, it's not wrong to play checkers, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's not wrong to care about politics. It's wrong to care about politics as ultimate. Mm -hmm. It's wrong to uh, demonize people that Jesus told you to love. In order to beat them at politics, mm-hmm. and so I think we've just got to be careful about the 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 way that we look at the board and the way that we make our moves on the board mm-hmm. that's all
1: so how would you so we're, we're talking about shrugging we're talking about emphasizing things the right way. How would you practice how, how would you practice doing this because I think we're anticipating this November thing as like this might be the time we're stuck in a trap or given only two options. And then what do we do? Um, it's usually better to practice small than it is to go, Oh, I'm I'm just going to know how to do this thing. And I'm not going to worry about it uh, just because I thought about it with my head. Uh, I think it's helpful to practice on small things. So do you have any, I,
0: when you say practice to I me, mean, what do you,
1: well, I was, I was talking, I, I
0: practiced this same election actually in 2020, it appears. Yeah, I already,
1: I've already, <laughs> I've already done practiced this, this. Well, I, I think often in in politics stuff where generally the the conversation goes towards presidential politics, right? Um, The the traps of emphasizing things too much is more than just presidential politics. It's, it's in local politics. It's in um, state politics. It's in many things. And when I was chatting with my life group about this um, a a great point was made that, especially in my role, I'm in the construction world. I have to deal with government all the time because I have to get permits to do things. And often I will let them drive my emotions about stuff because I get so frustrated with them. Um, and it was pointed out to me that, hey, that's a really good pra- place to practice oh, shrugging. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that is a really good place to practice shrugging, mm-hmm. and I get to practice a lot. Um, I'm not happy about the way this particular um, organ, particular institution, is governing their little sphere, uh, and that that's okay. I can I can mm-hmm. shrug and still try to to play the game as as good as I can, but it's not of ultimate importance. Um, I oh, wrote I down D M V. That's another one where oh. you can oh here here's an interface, uh, but that's a place to practice. Okay, I'm frustrated maybe with this place or the way it's organized or not organized, um, but it's not of ultimate importance. Okay, now I see what you mean by practice. I mean, I'll just well, I'm not very creative.
0: I mean, Jesus Jesus said. Render into Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. That's practice. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not. It's not politics. It's not election politics. Electoral politics. But right. But that's actually. But it's the, politics. It's the very application yeah. Jesus gave you for Braxton. So, uh,
1: you know, when it's time to write a tax check,
0: um, yeah,
1: yeah. I just got done submitting all my stuff to. no Not. It's not done, but wow. I was. I was just doing that recently. So that's, yeah, that's you're a great. On it. Well, I want some money back. <laughs> um, no, that's good. And maybe maybe you're frustrated with uh, how those taxes are spent. And if you put a bunch of thought and pondering into that, you can be really frustrated or you can you could shrug and say, of course the world is not spending the money the way I would expect maybe the kingdom to spend the money and prioritize the thing the kingdom would prioritize. Of course they're not okay, I, w- why should I expect anything more from them <laughs> than, than what they're doing? Or maybe they're, you're outraged well, about- l- they're, Let me
0: just say, I mean, you should expect more of them because you make them primary. And mm-hmm. see, I think that's really where a lot of this workup goes is that uh, we just expect somehow that America is going to be heaven and mm. it's just not gonna be. right. And so just take a breath and shrug and you're going to be okay. Right. That's all.
1: No, that's good. I think another practice, and I don't know if we've said this a hundred times yet, but we're trying to get there. If the media you're watching or reading or listening to is encouraging you to be outraged, I think that's the trap. That's part of the trap. Um, and I think practicing shrugging would be to turn it off and go, ah, well, I'm not going to listen to that today. I'm not going to let that um push me to make this game ultimate because it's a lot of it is, and we've read article, we've read quotes from articles uh, in the past about the flight 93 election. Like this, if we don't do this right, we're all going to die type of thing. That's not helpful. That's, that's, uh, that's emphasizing the checkers game in a way that this, this is it. This is existential. This is ultimate. This is primary. Um, So if if that's, those are the kind of voices you're getting, then I'd say, turn them off, find a different one
0: yeah that's good and practical, yeah, and um uh, yeah, if you're uh, successful at doing that, you will miss a lot of the uh, the trouble that you get when you play that checker game. so
1: and it will I, i've I've noticed this as well. If you don't engage the checker game that way, um, you're you're practicing not listening to voices that make you outraged, and then someone will will come and talk to you. Who are very this, much entrapped in the checkers game. This happened to me not long ago. You're right. And they'll have Are you worried about da 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 da? da and you go, Like, you almost shrug. I well, you well, I don't even know why shrug. I should
0: be worried. Right. And so, it, you know, if I can live my life and not even know why I should be worried <laughs> about something good. that isn't around me and doesn't affect me, and somebody else thinks I should be all uptight,
1: I mean. Right. Yeah,
0: I I'm willing to relax. That's okay. Yeah,
1: I'd also add, and just I'm going to underscore this a little bit. If you're there, there's voices in general, but if you're listening to Christian voices, and they're emphasizing the checkers game or confusing it with the chess game, um, and and really ramping up its importance, I would just say be cautious about their counsel. It's may, maybe maybe they're just confused or something, but if you're letting people disciple you, which is what that is. Um, and they 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 seem to have a mixed up, the checkers game and the chess game. like maybe pause and, and consider and, and not just take it all in uh, without any critique.
0: Well, you're I mean, mixing up the checkers and chess game, I think is kind of an interesting way to think about it. And because what what does that mean to mix up a checkers and chess game the way we're talking about mm. it? And I think that's really important because I think to mix up the checkers and chess game, uh, is really to say that the kingdom of God is somehow dependent on the success of America. Right. In other words, the success at the checker game somehow affects or improves the kingdom of God. Right. And when you do start mixing those two up, you're, you are asking for trouble. And I say that because so many Christians will treat, especially electoral politics, but also, at, you know, send us your, you know, for fifty nine ninety nine, dollars you, you can, mm. we will help lobby your legislator so that they don't do this or that. And, you know, they'll, they'll try and make your kingdom interest, your chess interest into a checkers move. Mm. Yeah. And that, that happens all the time so that most people. This is one of the reasons that I started using this metaphor. I'm glad you brought up the mixing it up. I haven't even really talked about that or thought of that before. But one of the reasons I use the metaphor is because so many Christians really can't tell the difference between the you know the success of the kingdom of heaven mm. and the success of America. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, one of the ways and uh, we we talk about I talk about this whenever I um get a chance is that you know really checkers is playing for america or if you know you play the game so that america wins uh even if it's a religious you know connotations you're playing checkers Mm. but chess is playing for the kingdom of heaven so if the same move happens in brazil or china or america it won't matter because the kingdom of heaven is uh, for every tribe tongue language and nation and so I can take a breath and mm. uh, realize that the kingdom of heaven is bigger than the chessboard. Right. So, or checkerboard. So anyway, that's just, I'm really glad you brought up the mix up. I hadn't really put my finger on it until you started talking mm. about, because to distinguish between I'm going to play, and if, here you got me fired up here. Sorry about that. But if you can say, I'm going to, care about politics american politics electoral politics because i care about the kingdom of heaven only that's gonna that's okay that's gonna change the way that you think about Mm -hmm. how you use your vote how you you know, give money to a candidate. How you hit the streets? Whatever you're going to do in this electoral politic game, that's fine if you're doing it for the kingdom of heaven, for the sake of the reputation of Jesus. What I really am concerned about is that people worry so much about the kingdom of heaven that they start playing by the same rules as everybody else mm-hmm. down on the checkerboard. Mm-hmm. But if you, anyway, I I just think that we we need to care more and realize that there's so much more freedom in the kingdom of heaven than there is in the kingdom of America. Right. So anyway, I just need to be quiet here. I'm getting out of where my skis.
1: Bye. No, that's good. What, what are some other, I think it's good to, this, this is a checkers move and this is a chess move. You just described them. Um, if you're, if you're playing for America only and your moves only make sense as a player in America, it's probably a checkers move, but if your move would make sense, if, if you were in Brazil or China or America or anywhere, mm-hmm. um, then it, it's probably more of a chess move. I think those are good comparisons. I think if you say, okay, if your move can be described as just simply partisan, it's probably a checkers move.
0: By that, okay, using Jesus' words, the image, uh, rendering to Caesar, the things are Caesar's God, the things are God's. If it makes you demonize people made in the image of God mm. so that you can play, mm-hmm. yeah. you Probably playing, a checkers game hundred percent checkers. Yeah, no, not a probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and there's really no way that that's going to turn out well for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I think if you're complaining, if it's a, if it's full of griping, um, probably a checkers game. Uh, and I th- I don't know why you're laughing so much. <laughs> I've never I've never seen that happen before. That's all. <laughs> it's interesting. Just an interesting idea that we wrote oh, on a piece of paper. Dear. Um, and then a lot of the news cycle, especially with the, the quickness of the news cycle, their their incentives are not to um, place our hope, to have us place our hope in the kingdom. So a lot of the stuff that's happening in the news cycle is active reporting about the checkers game. So just just be aware that that's yeah. what's going on. Just like ESPN will track how the Super Bowl's going, how the game's going, what what plays were made. They're, they're actively doing the checkers game.
0: Well, that's no, 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 no. It's not how, what play just happened and all of that. It's speculation about what play might be run or what might be better or arguing. Or I mean, the motives
1: of the players involved. Yeah. All of that, all
0: yeah. the things that aren't even real. See, this is, this is why I stopped you. I mean, the play by play Okay. Might be a little different than you hear if you're not watching the game. And I probably read different news. But it's play by play. (laughs) Yeah. And that's actually something's happening in play by play. But for the most part, all of the things that you read are speculation. This might happen. This might you know (laughs) might be he might be indicted. He might not be indicted. It might be a
1: debate. There might not be a debate. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. That's all. And plus Often, especially if you're watching news, if, if uh, a politician can get on there and get you fired up and frustrated and then conveniently, oh, by the way, if you can go to da-da-da-da.com, you can, you can uh, donate to my campaign or whatever. So much of the news is, is wrapped in a veneer of um, reporting, but is really just the checkers game wrapped in a veneer and saying, hey, we want the, this team to win over this team. And it's, it's calling you to action in the checkers game. So be aware of that. Uh, Chess, I would say is emphasizing the kingdom. And Mm -hmm. if you can, I I was picturing ways when we were talking about this with my group, we were talking about how how you might respond to someone. Um, And I was just picturing someone saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, maybe they're at work. And they just say, you know what, I'm not spun around the axle on this because My hope is placed in the coming kingdom and the short term bummers cannot derail that kingdom. Like if you were to say something like that, that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. And (laughs) it'd be, what game are you playing? That's a completely, I, people don't have categories for that because it's really a different category than the, the normal checkers game. So, well, so take it out of checkers and put it in Monopoly.
0: I mean, I'm just going to say, I don't play Monopoly with people I love any longer. <laughs> because <laughs> because this is what happens, right? I mean, you get wound around the axle about how something goes down in Monopoly and it's just not real and it's just not worth it. Mm. And these short-term bummers of Monopoly cannot derail my real relationship, so I don't play mm. Monopoly.
1: Same thing I'd say, mm. sorry. Mm. I got, I'm just, it's a board game day today is all. It is a board game day. I think another chess move would be striving to love your neighbor when the checkers game would label them an enemy. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember this. I, I was sitting, I was campaigning sitting at the oh, you the county of- fair mm-hmm. and um, people from the opposing party would come up who were who were manning the different table at the, at the other side of the fair. And they would come up and start asking me questions and I would, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to you. And we would get in a good conversation and, and people would, after they left, they would, um, the people that were in at the table with me, because it was a party thing, they'd say, "You know, you know, they were on the other team." Yeah, there's still people like I can still well, interact with them. I can still love them and 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 talk with them.
0: There's still people, and this is the other thing we lose about um, when we play checkers is realizing they're not the other team. I mean, rather in some respect, if, especially if you're talking about politics. We're all trying to find the best way to be human and the best way for human flourishing. And we mm. forget that we make the enemies of these people who really do have the same ends in mind, just different ways to get there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are they had the same thing. They were hoping for the same thing you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there doesn't make them the enemy. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: No, that's great. And I that was a, just an anecdote of me kind of yeah, running, cl- in clanking against right. the the checkers game, and obviously I was playing the checkers game, and I was trying to win the checkers game. Right, uh, but clearly going at it a different way, and it, and people are just flabbergasted. I I can't believe you're talking to them. What are you doing? <laughs> so you can you can do that. Love your neighbor, uh, especially when they're you would you're being asked to consider them an enemy. Um, I think a chess move is seeking the welfare of the city, even if you're losing the culture war. I think so much of the emphasis gets put on the quote unquote culture war and we're losing and let's put all our emphasis and money and time over at that. And then we, it's, it's we ignore the thing going on down the street that we could actively do right now to love people and to seek the flourishing of the city, Um, the welfare of the city. And I I just think it's, I was uh, heard someone today just say, it's like stepping over a dime to, or stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime. It's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to place all this emphasis on this, this culture war thing that we're not going to win or no one's going to win. Everyone's (laughs) going to lose everything. And, uh, and it's taking our energy that we could be using to actively love our city right now. And I think the chess move is, you know what? I'm just going to seek the welfare of the city. Even if that means I'm a quote unquote loser in a different game.
0: Well, see some, some of the, the problem that we're trying to address here is when you make politics, the principal, uh, principal concern and make it of principal significance, uh, then really all your moves are checkers moves. Mm. That's, and that's the only game you've got. And on, that's the only moves. But really a lot of the chess moves are outside of the checkerboard. They're not in the realm of politics. They're in the realm of loving your neighbor or serving in an intermediate institution or uh, solving the problem some other way. And that is, that's where a lot of the chess moves are. It's just outside of the grid there. Mm-hmm. And we just forget that. Like the only important thing is this one thing. And it, yeah, it just isn't. Because Jesus is a king over, yeah, he's king over, he's the king of kings. Right.
1: Which is political.
0: Yes, it is. But he's also king of everything
1: right, right. <laughs> so he's king over
0: non-political things too and i think we can solve a lot of the problems our world has by realizing that we have so many moves mm. that are not political
1: well i'd i'd caveat that a little bit i think a lot of the moves if we're talking about politics being the way people are organized and we're referring to a king i think almost everything we do is probably political it doesn't necessarily have to be partisan it becomes political when we represent Jesus mm-hmm. there. But, but yes,
0: when I was talking about politics and when we're talking about checkers, Mm -hmm. we're talking about playing a partisan game. Right. And really that what I'm trying to say is it's not in that partisan game. So yes, your definition of politics is better than my (laughs) definition of politics. You're right. What I meant was partisan politics. Right. And, uh, the fact that you represent King Jesus does make it political, just like any ambassador representing a foreign country. Mm-hmm. When he engages in some certain way, goes to an elementary school or whatever, he is—it's a political move right. in that
1: regard. Yes, right. I agree. I think maybe the last one. There's the last one we came up with is proclaiming King Jesus, just like uh, you mentioned, Scott, and then just paying your taxes. <laughs> just that—that's the the move. Is I'm going to keep proclaiming King Jesus. Um, because that, that is such a amazing proclamation that encompasses everything. We're talking about the king of the universe and to proclaim him though is a, though a political um, political statement is really a chess move. And it's it's so much bigger than what people would expect you to even say. And I, I think if you even just practice that, like, hey, how, how are you worried about politics this year? Like, you know what, have I told you that, I I believe in King Jesus and that 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 might be a weird way to go into it but if, if you it practice t- if you practice talking about some of those things because they matter at that at the similar level that's a uh, we're going to have a physical kingdom with Jesus and it's going to encompass all these things um and it and it's it's bigger than the the smaller game we're interacting with right now if you ask yourself that type of question, is this move I'm about to make, does it emphasize the kingdom or does it emphasize the checkers game? Um, I think it's going to, I think it'll change the way you, one, live in the world and two, interact with people. Hmm. Yeah. And you had
0: said proclaim King Jesus and pay your taxes, right? which is the shrug that Jesus mm-hmm. suggested. It's just the, you know, put it, keep it in its place. Right. That's the, that's the ultimate move is keep it in its place. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. Perfect. Is that it? I'm done. Okay. Well, to help you keep this podcast in its place, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review would go a long way to getting this to other people and share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. And we look forward to the next conversation. You're like the king of segues today. <laughs>